So as Christians, we're going to go along with the biblical understanding of expect. And I want to give you, it's going to be a little bit of a funny story because it's about me and how I needed to learn to expect. About three months ago, I was feeling sick to my stomach. I'd, I would say that I was using a medical term, I was feeling yucky. And I did what I always do, is I go to the Lord and I say, especially if it's a health thing, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, what? We are healed, or I am healed. And I believe that. I do that. Thinking about my health, it came to me that I might be on the start of a sugar addiction because after most meals, I'd go to a sweet treat. And so I was concerned about that because 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if that's true, then I'm not doing what's right because I'm not treating my body properly. So I was feeling a little sick, and I talked to the Lord, and I said, I don't want to feel like this. It's not your will. So every time I have a sugar retreat, make me feel sick. So I went about my business, you know, a couple weeks, a little sugar retreat whenever I felt like it, and I got feeling really sick. And so I went to the Lord and I said, I believe that by your stripes I'm healed and I'm getting worse. And so, and I started reciting scripture, you know, like when you ask for something, he hears, and when he hears, he does it. And those scriptures, and so it was like, just stop. You don't have to receive, you don't have to repeat my scriptures. I understand this thing. So finally I was quiet and he said, Why? Do you think you've got these stomach aches? What, what did you ask for? I asked for a stomach ache every time I ate a sugar retreat. And you gave it to me. So I thought, well, I guess what I didn't do is I didn't expect. And that brings me to the word that I'm talking about. So I didn't expect that when I prayed, that he would actually give me a stomach ache. I thought I could maybe eat those sugary treats and maybe he'd fix my stomach ache. Well, it doesn't work that way. It works like you do the wrong thing and you ask to get it corrected and then you've got to correct it. So for a couple of weeks, I was really good. I didn't have sugar retreats and it wasn't easy because I was starting to get a sugar addiction. So I was at Walmart buying my weekly groceries and I rounded the corner to the ice cream and the sugary treat, frozen treat place. And you know what I saw? A Klondike bar thing. Well, that just warmed my heart because when I stayed with Joyce, <laughs> we would have, not we, because she didn't like sugary treat. She just contributed to the delinquency of a, of a sugar addict. <laughs> and she had Klondike bars in her freezer. And so we would at night, we watched usually two or three sermons that she had pre-recorded, and I would have a Klondike bar more often than I didn't. And so um, when I saw that Klondike bar, I just had all those wonderful feelings like, oh, my dear friend, oh, it felt so good. I can remember some of the sermons. We talked about it. 
And so, you know what I did? I put that thing in my cart, went through the checkout line, went outside, put the car, uh, the, the bags and the groceries, bags in my car, and I saw those Klondike bars right on top of the bag. I took out that thing, I ripped the cellophane off, I opened up the, the um, Klondike bar, and in the Walmart parking lot, I'm not very happy to say I ate a Klondike bar. <laughs> there I am sitting, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope I don't get so on my clothes, you know, because I would really have to be embarrassed. Well, of course, I felt sick because the Lord answered my prayers. So, again, I, I was expecting something that was unrealistic, but I was, ex I was not expecting what I, I asked for. And I just say that to you because possibly there are things that you are praying about. And you may getting, be getting them, or you may not, but the point is, is that we need to expect Excuse me. You know, I found the scripture, um, Psalm 5.3. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order your, your prayer to you, and you eagerly wait, watch. So we're supposed to watch what we, that we receive what we pray for. And I think that that goes for health, and I think it also goes for prosperity, because Sometimes we are thinking, well, I need this amount of money, but I don't pray about it, and if I do pray about it, I really don't expect it, because, you know, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. But I say, let's expect. Let's pray with expectancy. Um, thank you. Ooh. Have you be ready there for? Peter's going to read a scripture for us here in a moment. You can just stand right there. By that. Our message today is the Great Exchange, and uh, you know what, Dane? <laughs> Why don't we have you do it right now before we get into the message? There's a, do you have a mic there, Joyce? We were going to have just a couple, yeah. Dane, why don't you go ahead and share about the... Okay, next Sunday, I'm calling all dudes, men, come help me. We're going to be cooking breakfast for the whole congregation. And if we can get here, we don't need everybody here like at 7 in the morning, but if there's a few people that want to come in early, crack eggs if we need to crack eggs and just get things started. Um, we're going to be serving from 8.30 until 9.30, and if you're a little late, that's fine. We have food. We'll give it to you, but we want to get people cleaned up and done so you guys can get into the service um, by 10 o'clock, so <clears throat> show up and uh, enjoy breakfast. It's f just a free will donation. You don't, it's not expected, so uh, no, no price per plate or anything like that, so come enjoy it. Bring your family. Tell your friends. Thank you. Amen, and that's going to be from 8.30 to 9.30 serving. And uh, I'm going to mention this too. The next Sunday we're going to be having an Easter drama. Uh, and there's about 10 or so of our church family have been working on that. I know they've been putting hours into practice for that. And uh, 
but that will be after the live stream. There's some reasons that we won't be able to live stream that. So anyway, we'll look forward to Easter here in the church house next next week. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Praise God. But yes, the great exchange. You know, it is finished. Um, you know, this is Passion Week. This is Passion Sunday. And as we consider this week, um, we know that Jesus enacted the great exchange. And all of the bad that was due to us because of sin, Jesus took upon himself so that we could receive all the good that is his. And I'm going to have Peter do our scripture reading this morning. It's taken from John 12. And um, it talks about, starts with the triumphal entry that happened on Sunday. And then, and then it progressed through the week very quickly and things turned. But anyway, we'll let, let you share that now. All right. This is John 12, 12 through 33. God's Word translation. On the next day, the large crowd that had come to the Passover festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and they went to meet him and they were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. So Jesus obtained a donkey and he sat on it, just as scripture says, Don't be afraid, O people of Zion. Your king is coming, and he is riding on a donkey's colt. At first, Jesus' disciples didn't know what these prophecies meant. However, when Jesus was glorified, the disciples remembered that these prophecies had been written about him. And the disciples remembered that they had taken part in fulfilling these prophecies. So the people who had been with Jesus when he called Lazarus from the tomb and brought him back to life, reported what they had seen. And because the crowd had heard that Jesus had performed such a miracle, they came to meet him. But the Pharisees said to one another, This is getting us nowhere. Look, the whole world is following him. So some Greeks who were among those who came to worship during the Passover festival uh, were also there. And they went to Philip who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they told him, Sir, we would like to meet this Jesus. And Philip told Andrew, and they told Jesus. So Jesus replied to them, The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I can guarantee this truth. A single grain of wheat doesn't produce anything unless it is planted in the ground and then dies. But if it dies, it will produce a lot of grain. Those who love their lives will destroy them, And those who hate their lives in this world will guard them for everlasting life. Those who serve me must follow me. My servants will be with me wherever I will be. And if people serve me, the Father will honor them. I am too deeply troubled now to know how to express my feelings. Should I say, Father, save me from this time of suffering? (laughs) No, I came for this time of suffering. Father, give glory to your name. And a voice from heaven said, I have given it glory, and I will give my name glory once again. And so the crowd standing there heard this voice and said that it had thundered. Others in the crowd said that an angel had talked to them. And Jesus replied, that voice wasn't for my benefit, but for yours. This world is being judged now, and the ruler of this world will be thrown out. 
When I have been lifted up from this earth, I will draw all people towards me. And by saying this, he indicated how he was going to die. Thank you, Peter. So that tells the story there. Uh, In this teaching that is going to be here today, I've drawn a lot from Derek Prince. Some, many of you heard of him. And this is a book called Atonement, Your Appointment with God. Discover God's extravagant provision for all your needs. Um, Derek Prince was a Hebrew and Greek scholar. And so we'll be drawing on that, uh, what he has drawn out of the word uh, this morning. But uh, here's a quote of his. He says, I once heard a young lady from Oklahoma say, consider the work of Calvary, a perfect work, perfect in every respect, perfect in every aspect. I'm going to read that again. Consider the work of Calvary, a perfect work. The work on the cross, perfect work in every respect, perfect in every aspect. And then Prince says, he says, instantly my mind went to the Greek New Testament in one of the last utterances of Jesus on the cross when he said, it is finished. The Greek word for it is finished is just one word. Tetelestai, or something like that. But it's the perfect tense of a verb that means to do something perfectly. You could translate it this way. It is perfectly perfect or it is completely complete. That's what Jesus said when he said, it is finished. It is perfectly perfect, or completely complete, what he had done. That's what Jesus' redemptive work and and his week of passion was for us. And Isaiah, and particularly, we're going to look at Isaiah 53, shows us the great exchange that took place in the passion and the suffering of Jesus. And let's look there now to Isaiah 53, verse 3. Holman Christian Standard Bible says, He was despised. Just note those words. I have them in caps. I capitalized them. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of suffering, that's passion, who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised, and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our, and as we're reading this, you just put your name in there, Steve's, or I'll say my, sicknesses. He carried our or my pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed 
because of our iniquities, punished for our peace, was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all like sheep, we all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. The book of Isaiah, well, you could call it the book of salvation, really. Isaiah highlights the salvation that Jesus Christ brings to the world. There are four suffering servant passages in Isaiah. Sections where it's so clear that it's talking about Jesus. One of them we just read a portion of. My Spirit-Filled Life Bible <clears throat> has this note about Isaiah. Seventeen chapters in Isaiah contain prophetic references directly to Christ. Chapter 53 is the greatest single Old Testament chapter prophesying the Messiah's atoning work. No text in either testament more completely sets forth the purpose of Christ's death on the cross than this chapter does. This chapter is quoted nine or ten times by New Testament writers. Just that chapter. Some Bible scholars say that Isaiah is the prophet of salvation. It is such a good book. It's all good, but Isaiah 53, 3-6, where we just read, it uh, tells us about the essence or the heart of the redemptive message of salvation through Jesus Christ. Now let's look at verse 6 just a little more closely now. It said, all we like sheep have gone astray. And that leaves nobody out. It says, all of us have gone astray. It applies to all of us. This is a very important statement. And I, and you, and you, need to make up my mind, your mind, our minds about it. Have we dealt with this truth in our life? We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Derek Prince, again, going back to him on that word iniquity, he says the word iniquity is an interesting and important word. The Hebrew word is avan. Its basic meaning is guilt. What is our guilt? The most basic definition would be rebellion. Another rendering would be perversity. This is again Prince here. That's talking about the universal guilt, rebellion, perversity of the whole human race. When it says, when he uses that word perversity, it means like the truth is the line, the straight line of the Lord, and then when we 
get into perversity, it's getting off of that. It's getting off into a wrong direction, a different direction, an incorrect direction from what His way is, the way of truth that we find in the Word of God. In other words, it's going my way instead of God's way when they differ. But Isaiah says, the Lord has laid upon him, that's of course Jesus, the guilt, the perversity, the rebellion of all of us. Now listen closely to this statement. Again, this is Derek Prince, this Hebrew scholar, and he brings this out here, and this is so important. It says, the word avon not only means guilt, but it means the punishment for the guilt. That was quite a revelation to me when I saw that. I mean, it was, to me, it just had such meaning that it wasn't just, um, that it was the punishment for it. It wasn't just talking about the guilt, but the punishment, or you might say the result of it. So God not only laid on Jesus the guilt of us all, but he laid upon him the punishment for the guilt of us all. Oh, hallelujah. Let's let that sink in for a moment. I'm going to read it again. So God not only laid on Jesus the guilt of us all, but he laid upon him the punishment for the guilt of us all. That's what is being seen here from Isaiah 53 and that word iniquity avan in the Hebrew it's so important because it's a key to understanding the great exchange which happened when Jesus suffered for me for you in his passion week which culminated with his being nailed to the cross. God the Father put on Jesus the guilt, the perversity, the rebellion of all of us and all the evil consequences that follow this rebellion. If we can really grasp this, brothers and sisters, it will be a key to knowing the truth that the redemption that we receive through Jesus Christ covers anything that we need to be saved from in this life and for all eternity. All the way through eternity. Anything. Everything that I or you need right now is contained in this revelation. I'm saying anything you need right now, most of us here have received forgiveness of sins and have been born again. But there are other things you may still need to be saved from, like condemnation or living under guilt or in fear. And you can name it for yourself. Everything I need is contained in this revelation. What happened on the cross was a divinely inspired 
exchange. It was God's plan from before the foundation of the earth that his son would become the lamb who would be slain. For you and for me. Divinely inspired exchange. So there's that important word, exchange. What Derek Prince is saying here is that all the evil due to me because of my act of rebellion, or sometimes it can be passive indifference toward God and his word who was put on Jesus. He bore it all. He carried it all. Of course, I need to turn from my act of rebellion or my passive indifference. Did you hear that? I need to turn from my act of rebellion if I know something isn't right and I'm still walking that way or if I just have kind of an I don't care attitude or I'm indifferent or I'm ignoring I'm kind of ignorant about some things that I should not be that passive indifference I need to turn and of course that's what we call repentance that's turning Um, so a great exchange happened a great exchange took place It's what Jesus did for us. It was something that he had all the good that he had. Dan, say that, come up here. And he gave it, he gave it to me. He had it and he gave it to me. As Dan receives that now, he took, he received it. But then all the bad that Dan had Jesus received. Why don't you keep it and look at it a little while? It's a good one. I got it all underlined, so you can just read my underlines. <laughs> so all the blessing and good to Je- good that was due to Jesus for his sinless obedience is made available to me. Put your name in there again. It's made available to me now. It means you and me. And that's totally contrary to the natural, the natural way of thinking. We wouldn't reason it out that way. Naturally, we would think that I have to earn this. I have to earn something in order to get out from under condemnation or out from under guilt. I have to do something. But see, grace frees us from guilt. The blood of Jesus releases us. But in the great redemptive plan of God, it was determined that all of the evil and bad due to us because of our rebellion or our indifference came upon Jesus in his passion and suffering on the cross and it was the cross, but it was the whole, this, you know, the triumphal entry was so wonderful. 
That's what happened on Sunday. It was on a Sunday. It would have been today, the triumphal entry. You know, all the hosannas and the palm branches and what beautiful banners out there as you came in that depict that, that we had. But then it turned. Oh, did it turn? Did it ever turn? And we know in the natural, some of the Pharisees and the religious leaders were at, we see them in the forefront in the natural, but we know what was behind that, satanic. It was satanic, and that's true of anything that happens in this realm in 2021 as well. But because of Jesus and what he did that week, you know, the whipping post, plucked the beard from his face, the whipping, oh, what a terrible whipping. Passion of the Christ, if you've seen that, you've seen a lot of this passion. It's talking about the suffering. That's what that word passion is talking about, the suffering. And it's because of this, and only this, it's not because of you and what you've done. It's because of what Jesus did. All the blessing and good due to his sinless obedience is made available to me and to you. That's salvation. Said again simply, the evil came upon Jesus so that the good might come upon us. Say this, repeat this after me. All of the evil came upon Jesus so that the good might come upon us. Okay, let's personalize that now. You repeat again after me. All the evil came upon Jesus so that all the good might come upon me. And you see, this is personal. It is between God and me. You and I right now are the ones standing before the cross. We look up at the cross. We see Jesus' body beaten, bleeding. A horrifying picture. Something that we don't really want to even look at or think about. And the question now is, have I received what Jesus paid the price for me to receive? According to God's word, this is what we can now say. And say it again after me. The evil due to me, the evil due to me, came upon Jesus that the good due to Jesus might come upon me. Are you saying it out there in the live stream? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> See, that is the great exchange. The exchange was transacted for any aspect of our life that right now needs redemption. 
I'm not talking about for most of us being born again. I'm talking about other parts of the salvation that are here for us now if you're living under the junk. But if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, wow, you got to do it now, today. Just call upon him. Receive it. Say, Jesus, I receive it. I receive your forgiveness because of what you did for me. Extremely important. I must make Jesus' passion and suffering, his work of redemption, personal. Remember, we receive by faith in God's word, not by feelings. When we, uh, listen to this closely, and I'm going to read this sentence here because we, when we decide to believe what God has said and by faith receive it for ourselves, we may not instantly realize any change in the natural realm, but we have opened the way in the spirit realm for the blessing, favor, protection, provision, and grace of God to manifest in our lives. When we decide to believe what God has said in his word and receive it by faith, make that decision, it may not happen instantly. But we've opened the door. We've opened the way in the spirit realm for the blessing. It comes from the spirit realm. That joy comes from the spirit and lifts off the depression and despair. Now, I'm going to need some help for this next part. And Jill's going to help us. And Zach is going to help and I'm going to need a few other people too. Okay, you can yeah, go over that away. We're going to do those one at a time. Kyrie, you want to help? You can help me. Dane will have you help me. And like one, two, three also, Jeshua and Linnea. And we'll have you stand over here and it's a, Jeff and Diana, would you help me here? And I need three, three other people over here to start coming up, three other people. We'll see who's bold as a lion this morning. Maybe. <laughs> it helps if I say it, doesn't it? Dan, Paula will have you come up. Is it Lucas or Carson? I, I want you, whoever you are, you can come up. <laughs> From this far away, it's... When I'm close, it's easier. Okay, so the Lord showed me to do it. He said, don't just read them. Don't just put them up on the screen. Do something so that we'll get, see this. We see it. So when it gets in our imagination. When we see something, you know, we can imagine it then and we can remember it. Our imagination, our creative imagination is so important. But these are things, and these are ten things that Derek Prince listed. 
as what he saw. And this, this isn't all-inclusive either, but these are some of the major things that he saw in that exchange at the cross. So, the first thing that he has is Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. And maybe I'll have you just, I'll have, you can give that to Joshua, the first one. And why don't you guys, I tell you what, why don't you come out here in the light so that we can get it on the camera too. We might have to have our cameraman kind of moving around here a little bit with these things. But uh, just, just show that to everybody. What does that say? Forgiven. Okay. Jesus was punished that I might be forgiven. Okay? The next one. Jesus was wounded. Let's do this one over here. Let's go that way. And you can put it down on the end there. Yeah, you can start down that way. Hallelujah. So, Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Now you can keep that back here. This is what this is what we get. And you you know just go just go around this a little bit and show it. Okay? So, the third one is Jesus was made sin and we'll let Gilles get in the right spot there. And we are made righteous. You can give that to Linnea. This was the exchange. This is what Jesus did. And this week that we're celebrating right now, this is what Jesus did for us. He was made sin that we might be made righteous. We received his righteousness. The next one is Jesus tasted death that we might share his life death and life. Hallelujah. Next one. Jesus was made a curse. He was made a curse that we might receive the blessing. The next one. Jesus endured poverty like Shirley was talking about this morning that we might receive abundance. Jesus bore our shame that we might share his glory. (laughs) 
Jesus endured my rejection. He endured my rejection that I might have his, let's see, acceptance. You guys are already have one ready. One, two, three, four. We need one more person over there. Okay. So Jesus re- endured my rejection that we might I might have his acceptance. Jesus was cut off that I might be joined to the Lord, to his kingdom. And one more. Our old nature through Jesus was put to death. You know, Romans says we were crucified with him. Our old nature was put to death. Thank you. You risked your life for us, but Jesus gave his life for you. That we might be the new creation. I guess that one goes back to Shirley there. So here we are. So let's let's start out on Joyce. Just take the mic up to each one and, and let them speak into that mic. And you can just go across what what your sign says and just say it out loud. What you received. New creation. Forgiven. Made righteous. Life. Obedience. Yes. Joined. Don't hold the end of it, Joyce. <laughs> hold it up just a little bit. Yeah. Acceptance. Okay. Glory. Blessing. I'm healed. Amen. Lord, right now, we just see it. We see it. Amen. See it. All right. I tell you what, you can just put those at the foot of the cross now, and then you can have your seat. Just put them at the foot. Try to put them so they're all separated from each other. Hopefully there's enough room there. And now we're going to have communion where we remember this. See, Jesus gave us a picture, too. That's what communion is. It's the bread. You can see the loaf of bread there, beautiful loaf of bread. And the grape juice representing his body and his blood. And you know, Dane, could you find for Joyce and I, could you find a cup? They're in the seats. You'll, You'll find the elements in the seats in front of you, or maybe... Like Jeff, you'll have to look behind you. They're, they're probably in the seat behind you. They're, they're in that little spot that's made for it there. And so Jesus gave us this picture. Communion. Those at home, if you could get the elements there that you can partake with us also. Thank you, Dean. And we're going to read from Luke 22. says, when Jesus arrived, this is from the Passion Translation, 
When Jesus arrived at the upper room, he took his place at the table along with all the apostles. Then he told them, I have longed with passion and desire to eat this Passover lamb with you before I endure my sufferings. I promise you that the next time we eat this, by the way, this is Passover. Today is Passover. The next time we eat this, we will be together in the feast of God's kingdom. Then he raised a cup and gave thanks to God and said to them, Take this and pass it on to one another and drink. I promise you that the next time we drink this wine, we will be together in the feast of God's kingdom. Then he lifted up a loaf, and after prayer, praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread, saying, This loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it to remember me. After supper was over, he lifted the cup again and said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant I make with you, and it will be poured out soon for all of you. Such a picture of what was just going to be happening. This precious Jesus perfect Jesus was broken totally. And I keep having this thought and I keep saying, no, I really don't want to do that, Lord. You know, that loaf of bread there, it's so beautiful. And I keep having the thought, rip it in half. And I think, no, it's too nice of a loaf. <laughs> but I'm going to do because it, it just keeps coming to me. So I'm going to. It's too nice, though, Lord. <laughs> but Jesus was perfect. No, I really hesitate ripping this thing apart. <laughs> Thank you, Sue, for making it for us. But Jesus' perfect body broken for us. That we might be whole. And that's what he wants us to be. That's what his desire is, we know. So as we'll take this wafer which represents his body, and you can break that in half. It represents that he was broken for us, for me. In your body, maybe it's physical, maybe it's in your soul, your mind or emotion, something needs healing. Because we can get broken there too. 
It's by faith. On this day, this March 28, 2021, let's receive wholeness. Partake together in Jesus' name. And then Jesus took the cup. Still kind of learning how to open these, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, that's good enough. So. Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus' blood was literally spilled on the cross and on the ground and all the way from the whipping post to Calvary. Even sweat drops of blood in the garden of Gethsemane. And so what he took upon himself, all that we see there, we now have no more and we receive all those things that he has given to us and we receive them total forgiveness it is finished it is finished perfectly perfect completely complete let's partake Jesus name hallelujah you can just put them back in in your seats there hallelujah So we receive it, Lord. We love you, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, in this Passion Week. We remember. You've told us to remember. This do and remember, it says it right on our communion table. Remembrance of you. You instituted that right before you actually acted it out and you did it. And so we are thankful. And now we want to live as those who receive what you have done for us. Receive by faith and walk in it. In Jesus' name. And give you thanks for it. Thank you, Lord. Just say that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to close the live stream. We say goodbye to you folks. There's one more thing we're going to do after that's after we're off the air. Okay.